Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. Hi. Um, too close to you. Um, thank you guys so much for coming. I, I, it's just really cool that all of you are here, and and thank you to Skylight for um, for having events like this and for selling books, <laughs> which you know I love. Um, so just thank you so much. It means a lot. Um, I'm gonna read just a little bit. I'm going to start um, in chapter one so that I don't have to, um, you know, like explain too much. Um, but I'm going to skip just the first two pages, which are basically um, I'm making toasted Cheerios, which my mom used to make for me and my brother when we were little. And, um, and it kind of, you know, makes it reminds me of childhood. So. Um. Okay. Um, and as I'm, the memory, <laughs> sorry, um, I'm wearing like one of those um, pajama outfits. Like the, when I first think of the Toasted Cheerios, I'm wearing like one of those like kid pajama outfits, like unitard thing. One, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> it reminds me of a different memory. So, in that memory, I've swapped the unitard for a leotard. It's navy blue and paired with opaque navy blue tights. And if my white blonde hair hadn't been sticking out of my headgear in Beetlejuicean tufts, or I hadn't been wearing my older brother's hand-me-down wrestling shoes, which are a few sizes too big for me, you would think I might be on my way to ballet class or maybe a Halloween party. But the video makes it quite clear. I'm at a wrestling tournament. <laughs> I need to take a sip of water. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yes, I guess it helps that I have this specific memory recorded on an ancient VHS tape labeled Wrestling 1987, Amy Wrestling, which I recently went to the trouble of tra transferring to DVD in order to watch it for the first time as an adult. Curious to see firsthand what had become nothing more to me than an occasional dinner party anecdote. But watching myself wrestle 25 years after the fact isn't as fun as I thought it would be. Right before the match, I'm issued a red Velcro anklet, which the referee uses to direct points to the proper wrestler. E.g., two points, red. A green one goes on the ankle of my opponent, a little boy in a black singlet with red trim. Once the anklet, is, the anklet is on, my five-year-old round pink face wears the expression of a little girl just now realizing what she's gotten herself into. <clears throat> a 
A woman whose face we can't see and whose gravelly voice and unrushed manner of speaking brings to mind so much of my rural Pennsylvanian hometown actually says to my dad, your daughter doesn't look too enthused. <laughs> my dad, perhaps suddenly realizing the same thing, calls out to me cheerfully, honey bun. I turn and look at him slash the camera with impatience. My young face telegraphing, what do you want now, Dad? <clears throat> Dad, to describe him as a wrestling fanatic with a day job as an obstetrician gynecologist doesn't quite cut it. His brand of fanaticism went so much further than the relatively passive act of attending matches and collecting memorabilia. One more second. I just get nervous up here. Um, no. Dad's love for wrestling required endeavors such as buying us a regulation mat for our basement, draining via syringe my brother's teammates' cauliflower ears in our kitchen, and journeying by train and rented van, because Dad doesn't fly, to Seattle, Washington from our home in western Pennsylvania in order to attend, as spectators, the wrestling portion of the Goodwill, Goodwill Games held there in 1990. The tape cuts away so that in the next scene I'm standing on the mat facing my competitor. The referee blows his whistle and within five seconds the little boy has taken me down. In another few seconds I'm on my back. Get off your back, honey bun, my dad yells, and I'm trying, but there's something very sluggish about my movements. I seem dazed. This isn't how it went when I practiced at home on our regulation mat. For most of the struggle, the referee is thankfully blocking the camera, but for a brief moment, he moves out of the way, and you can see my face. I'm still on my back, attempting to bridge by shoving my chin into my chest my face all scrunched up in red. I'm on the verge of tears. My expression doesn't say athlete, but rather a child thinking, this is annoying, get this kid off me. <laughs> and, with a, and within a few more seconds he will be, because I'm pinned. The match is over. I wish the story ended here, but it was a wrestling tournament, and for those of you who aren't familiar, most tournaments are double elimination. So I have to lose one more time before I can hang up my leotard. When I step out on the mat for my second match, there's something notably different in my demeanor, in the way I hold myself. I know what I'm in for this time. This time, after I shake hands with a little boy in orange, and before the whistle blows, I squat down as low as I can, my butt inches from the mat, a position that makes it harder for my opponent to take me down. And this time I don't get taken down. Well, not immediately. <laughs> this time my opponent and I battle like true wrestlers, heads and arms interlocked. And instead of, call, instead of calling at me to get off my back, my dad is shouting, cross face, cross face, Amy. When I don't seem to get it, he tries to be more specific. Cross his face. <laughs> In this match, my dad isn't alone in his coaching. There's another man, a stranger, shouting advice at me. My brother's voice is there too. And at one point he calls out, Peterson roll, with a laugh. 
A Peterson roll is an advanced move where starting in the bottom position, you manage not only to sit up and roll out from underneath your opponent, but, but um, grab his leg in the process and wind up on top getting back points. My dad laughs a little too. Of course, I can't hear these laughs at the time, but as I watch now, it's clear that they're making fun of my rudimentary mastery of the sport. The match is a tight one. With time running out in the third and final period, I'm just one point behind. Get mean, Amy, get mean, my dad starts yelling, but I don't. I lose 3-2 though it was so close that I don't realize this until we've shaken hands and the referee raises the arm of the other kid. Once again, you can see it on my face. I lost. I do well enough that my present-day self momentarily wonders why it is that I quit, but we often underestimate what kids can pick up on. Even at age five, I had the sense that it was silly for me to wrestle. One second. <clears throat> and beyond that, that even if I did well, I would never be able to compete with my brother, whose budding talent would consume the family. Eight years later, when Billy threw his competitor to the mat in a move that took him to a fourth place finish at the 1995 state championships, I jumped up with such excitement that I slammed my shin into the seat in front of me, giving myself a nasty bruise that would take weeks to go away. Which is all to say, I was deeply invested in my brother's wrestling career. After my second match, the tape cuts to one of Billy's from that same tournament. And as early as the age of seven, you can tell he's a natural. He's smart, self-confident, and at ease on the mat. He's also constantly looking up at the camera, at his coach, for advice, for approval. And as I watch for the first time, I notice the electronic date in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, February 13, 1987. It's jarring. It suddenly dawns on me that in five short months, reality will hit me with a much bigger blow than the fact that I'm not a very good young lady wrestler. Thank you. <laughs> so if you guys have any questions <laughs> about wrestling, I know a lot. I know it takes a while to get the first one going. Nick. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Was there a sport that you did excel at in high school? <laughs> 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 um, I don't. Th I mean, well, I guess it was tennis. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I excelled on the Mount Lebanon team, but not like in the world at large. <laughs> Um, just fans. My mom's a huge tennis fan. She'll tell you all about it. <laughs> but yeah, thank, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite recipe in the book? Oh. Well, it changes a lot, but right now, I think it's the shrimp and scallion pancakes. Mostly because we eat pasta like five times a week, and if I make that, it's really exciting. 
Anyone else? Are you a gymnast? <laughs> yes. I was a gymnast. Um, I dabble. I dabble. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I quit when I was um, about to be a sophomore in high school, so I wouldn't consider it like a high school sport. But I did have a trampoline, so I kept up. <laughs> Katie. Hi. Hi. Um, so, how long does it take you to like settle on the format that you get to the book? Like, memoir, the rest of it. Such a writer question. I know. Right. No. <laughs> um. Well, I feel like I guess. Um. I mean, it took a while to just figure it all out, but I think at the beginning I was like trying to force a recipe with each chapter and it didn't really make sense because I didn't really start to like food until I was much older. So, um, like there's, at the beginning, there's like my mom's recipe for chicken cordon bleu, but there's not a lot of recipes at the beginning. So once I like freed myself from that restriction, it felt a lot more natural. Neil? Is <laughs> a uh, recipe for the Cheerios in there? Well, it's just kind of in like the first couple of pages because it's you just melt butter and then you put Cheerios in. <laughs> I actually had it written out and then and then my editor was kind of like, I don't think we need this. <laughs> I like a recipe, personally. Anyone else? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not the gymnastics. Um, did you? I read your blog a lot. I love it. Thank you. I'm wondering if it was really a challenge to transition from a blog to a book, and are you writing for your readers? Like, are you really concerned about being uh, repetitive or something with yeah. such a big readership? Well, thank you for reading. I really appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> I guess like a lot of. Um, I guess I wasn't too worried about being repetitive. I think the thing I was worried about was like so much of the story is like me struggling to be a writer and and um, like the first draft had a lot more in there about like me struggling with the book proposal and struggling with like that whole world and like um, writing my novel and stuff like that and and my editors didn't like that because <laughs> they felt like it was too. Um, they, they kept saying it was like too insider, like people don't want to hear about, it's like too meta, basically. Um, so I think that's, because I feel like on the blog, like I get personal, but I don't get s super personal. So I feel like I still had a lot to say in the book that I hadn't said on the blog. Um, does that answer your question? Yes. <laughs> Yes. So I guess my question kind of contradicts your answer to the last question, but I'm wondering, have you written fiction? What, what led you to know more? To yeah, totally. Well, this is in the book, but I'll give you a little precursor. <laughs> um, so she, um, I don't know if you guys heard, but asked me if I write fiction and because I got my UN, I got my MFA at UNCW. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so basically I had to write a novel to write a memoir because um, I was querying agents about my novel that is done and it's on my computer. 
Um, but um, the one agent, actually my current agent, she called me and was just, she'd read my bio and checked out the blog and she was just like, yeah, send me your novel, but like, what about this food blog? And um, I was just so anxious that like an agent was interested in me that I was just like, totally I'll do a food blog, like I'll do whatever. <laughs> so, um, so that's, and then I start working on the proposal. But yeah, I have tons of short stories and um, I'd love to get back into fiction. Writing. Yes, Neil? Uh, and I don't know the answer to this. I'm just I'm actually asking. Uh, did you, uh, did you, because you were looking to get a novel published and then you, she ended up asking you about this, did you want to write this at first? Like, how was that process of, like, yeah. getting yourself to, like, change gears and be like, yeah, I'm going to write this? Um, I feel like, yeah, I was excited. I feel like my, like, the early chapters about my childhood, like I always wanted to write about those in some way, um, in some way, and usually I'd written about it like fictionalized version. So um, it was more like it got tricky for me when, um, like, I caught up to present day, you know, and like especially when, like, my life was nice with, you know, like my husband and stuff, and I'm just like, I'm just like, what's my struggle now? <laughs> But then we had a kid, so it's so much material. <laughs> Anything else? Oh, Alexis. Have you heard from anybody? Is there a song? What do you mean? Oh, so they went to um, um, UNCW with me, fellow writers. Um, yeah. There's many versions of me. There's some people who call me Amy. There are high school people, and then there's Amelia. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I've heard from, like, Wendy Brenner. Yeah, my, I mean, my teachers at grad school, they've been pretty supportive. Becky obviously gave me a blurb. That's how blurbs work, by the way. It's people that you're friends with. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah, Jessica. Well, because this is uh, so personal, was there anything that you're like, I'm writing this down, and I'm really worried, but like, my mom's going to say it, brother. <laughs> totally. Um, yes and no. I feel like um, <clears throat> I've written for so long, and and without much being published, that like I just really took the first draft as like, I just want to get it out, and I can't think about what other people are going to say. But now, I mean, now I'm worried. <laughs> Had some anxiety about it. Some family members. Yes. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> my brother, I let my brother read it first, and he was super supportive. And then I let my mom read it. Well, Matt, like, read it all throughout. He's back there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, um... Yeah, I let my mom read it, and then, yeah, I mean, she had a lot of cause to be upset, but she was really great, so I've been lucky so far. Ra wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> right already.
No, no. <laughs> um, you good? Yeah, thank you guys so much. And then I'd love to sign books or whatever. Thank you so much. <laughs> You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget that you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.